Hello, thanks for joining us again. Um, I hope you've been keeping your eye on the clock because we are Generation 2300. Um, today's topic is we need to define prophecy. Um, before we get too far into these studies, uh, we absolutely must look at how prophecy is defined, described, and validated in the Bible. Otherwise, we could get quite confused. Um, plus, prophecy is the subject of this entire website and project, so we should be clear about what we're discussing. I um, thought we should start with 2 Peter 1, 19-21, and see how God defines prophecy in his word. Um, and so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy is of scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Um, that sums it up, really. Uh, to elaborate a little bit, uh, prophecy is when God tells men what to say, or shows them something which will happen in the future. The key element is that prophecy has to be spoken or shown to the person straight from God, um, as in Second Peter, by the Holy Spirit. Then the person writes down what they've seen or heard, as in spoke as they were moved. Uh, here are some examples of this process from uh, from the Bible. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah who enter at these gates to worship the Lord. It's Jeremiah 7, 1 through 2. And then, Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. He reveals deep and secret things. That's Daniel 2, 19-20 and 22. Next is, Now it came to pass in the thirtieth year in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Kebar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. On the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kebar. And at the hand of the Lord, and the hand of the Lord was upon him there. Ezekiel 1, 1 through 3. And lastly is Revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, to all things that he saw. Then after these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne. It's Revelation 1, 1 through 2, 
4, 1 through 2, and 5, 1. So these are all direct encounters with God, either by sight or by word. Uh, none of the prophets say, I think God said to me, or I think I had a vision from God. It's unequivocal. Um, quote, they say, the word of the Lord, the word came from the Lord, or the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Experiencing direct communication from God is never ambiguous. Um, this shows us that God wants us to know, firstly, when he's the one communicating, and second, that he clearly communicates with us. Uh, so, we looked at how prophecy is defined and described. Now, how do we know if it's valid? Uh, first, number one, obviously, if the prophecy actually happens. Uh, of course, we can't use this test for prophecies that are still in the future, but we can see that some which are now in the past and have happened just as the prophets described. Um, another consideration about this point is that these same prophets who wrote down the prophecies that have happened also wrote down prophecies that are still in the future. So we can expect those future prophecies to happen because the past ones have been fulfilled. For example, Isaiah and Ezekiel both have prophecies about the Jews returning to the land of Israel, which they have. And Isaiah prophesied about Christ's second coming and Ezekiel about Christ's millennial kingdom. So we can be sure that these future events will be fulfilled in the same literal sense and with the same certainty as the ones that have already been fulfilled. Uh, second way we can validate prophets and his prophecies is does Christ reference the prophet and or his prophecies? Uh, Jesus Christ, who is the word of God himself, as John 1, 1 tells us, wouldn't quote any texts as having authority from God unless it was the word of God. Uh, here's one example of him quoting a prophet who references a still future event. Um, it's Matthew 24, 4 through 5. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So he's quoting Daniel there as, um, as truth. Uh, number three, for validating a prophet or prophecies, um, is the prophet and or his prophecies referenced anywhere else in the Bible? Um, this can be found in many places. And Daniel 9.1, Daniel says, I, Daniel, understood by the books of the number, by the books, the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Um, and Acts 13.27, For those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not know him, nor even the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, have fulfilled them in condemning him. And lastly, Romans 9.25 and 27, As he says also in Hosea, I will call them a people who are not my people. And Isaiah also cries out concerning Israel. 
Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, the remnant will be saved. And then lastly, as I mentioned before, does the prophecy begin with something like the word of the Lord came to? You can listen to the earlier part of this to, um, to hear those examples. Um, so in conclusion, every prophecy of the past has been fulfilled. So be ready for those yet unfulfilled to be fulfilled. Uh, Israel was exiled to Babylon and Jerusalem was desolated, just as Isaiah and Jeremiah and many others warned the Jews they would be back in the 7th century BC. Um, the Messiah was born in Bethlehem as Malachi prophesied. Um, he was born of a virgin and died as a sinner for sinners, as Isaiah prophesies in uh, is it chapter 7 and then 53. Um, he was put to death by crucifixion, as described by David in the Psalms, Psalm 22. And he rose, three day, rose from the dead after three days, as Christ himself told his disciples beforehand, before he died. Therefore, we can ex expect... Uh, for Christ to break the seals of judgment, in Revelation, as Revelation describes, for God to save Israel from the armies of Gog and Magog, as Ezekiel talks about, um, can expect the Antichrist to rise and people to take that mark, the beast, for Christ to come on the clouds of heaven, literally, and then so many other terrifying and some glorious things, some or both. These things are coming ever closer. We see the clock ticking down to the end of the last hour. I mean, the point of this blog is that we are in the last few minutes of the last hour. So don't wait to put your faith in Christ, because then you'll be sure of having eternal life and escaping the judgment that God prophesies. Eternal death. And that choice is just as real as when you get on the internet or hop on a plane and go see the Jews living in Israel. Just as the prophet said, Israel became a nation again and Christ is coming back. He's just waiting because he wants to save souls. I will wrap up with those two important verses to our study. 2 Peter 3, 9, that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In Revelation 1.3, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Um, that's me for now. Keep your eye on the clock, and until next time, until the rapture comes unless it comes first. Um, don't forget, you can find us on our website, or my website, which is gen2300.com. Um, we are also, I'm also on Telegram, the channel. I have a channel, it's Generation 2300, and also a MeWe community, Generation 2300. I post more updates on Telegram than anywhere, I think.
And then we're on Rumble, Generation 2300, which is might be where you're watching this video. We also have a podcast. So if you want to just listen to this instead of watching it or reading it, um, we're on Spotify and we're on Anchor and hopefully we'll be on Apple soon um, as Generation 2300. So thanks for tuning in.